<laughs> okay, welcome back, folks, and welcoming you to those new faces we this afternoon. All right, let's go straight into it. Who'd like to come? I had such a breakthrough at lunchtime. Well done, Anne. I am just, I told you I was ripely ready, but this is absolutely incredible. So there were two things, and the first one was, um, I just went off to a place where I could be quiet, and uh, I asked Holy Spirit, I said, um, speak to me, Yeah. what is it you want me to hear? So the first thing Spirit spoke was, it said for me, to uh, go get out in the world among people. So I told Gloria, her get name, out of the world or get into the world. Get into the world. Because I've been, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not safe out there. So yes. I've been saying that. So then Gloria, thing, just talk to Gloria about having conversation with her. And then the next message was, um, and begin with people where you feel really safe. All right, very good. You know. And, um, oh, and before that, what triggered all that was, uh, what I, re I just applied the exercises. If I look at everybody and see they're safe, <clears throat> and most people are, mm. and it's like I haven't been looking for safe. I've been looking for yes. danger. Yes, you've had a filter on that, yeah. that imagined everything was unsafe. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. as soon as I start looking around, I will see safety. So I haven't been able to allow myself to look. Yes. So that's what broke it all free. Very good, yes. And it just feels like that will fall into place really easily. Lovely. And then, um, it was what I figured out. It's like, this is the root cause of everything. When I don't feel safe, I feel unable. No power, victim. Okay. Okay? And the, the safer I feel in the world, therefore the more superbly able I'm going to be. Yes, it gives so, confidence. And yes, stuff. so uh -huh. deal with safety issue, which mm -hmm. clearly is not going to be that big a deal. And so as I look at people and see more and more of who they are and, and free of judgment and yeah. full of curiosity, I am reminded how safe I am. Yes. Uh, how safe mm. my world is. Isn't that cool? That's lovely. Yeah. And then it's my a little, short circuit, you know. Yeah. And then, then to make sure it holds in place well. Their thoughts are not my business. Good. Their truths are not my experience. Good. There is no right or wrong between us, just isness. Be curious. That's right. <laughs>
Yeah, I know. Like I've been at this for how many years? You have 50 years of terror, is what you said before lunch, yeah, you know, yeah. of that the baseline. Yeah. You just come from there, and it's like, it's just a filter. Yeah. It's just a filter that was put in place very early on. Yeah. So then you can only see. It's like, you know, a pair of sunglasses. Everything is a particular shade. Everything is darkened. And if you have sunglasses on 24-7 for 50 years, you're not going to know the real color of anything. Mm. You're not. And it's just, just like that. That perception, your perception of the world was viewed through, there is terror, there is terror superimposed on everything. Oh, you just reminded me of something that's going to help me okay. believe this shift has really happened. Um, I was in my mid-40s one day, and I looked outside, and I go, wow, I saw that this grass was so green and vibrant. Yes. And yes. the colors of the flowers. Yes. And always people who talk about, of course you believe in God because look around you, look at nature. And I'm saying, what could they be talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it was like I realized I had always till that moment been looking through a screen. Yes. You know, everything was grayed out. It was like, wow, yes. this is the way the world really looks. This is the way the world really looks. So, like, just yes. holding that in yes. mind, same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. You have an yeah. example of it there. Right, that, that, so the screen now is the safety thing. It's yes, gone. that's the filter. Yeah, yeah. That's the filter that's uh -huh. gone. That's gone. Oh, this yeah. is so incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it is. When, yeah, it yeah, is, this actually. Is, this is the bottom this yeah. is the one. Yeah, this is a big one, yeah. It's a big one, yeah. Your baseline so is else different. Can you know? unfold from this. That's right, because your baseline has been the terror. Yeah. And it so explains what the resistance has been about all Yes, along. yes. Oh, yes. no wonder. No, no wonder. wonder. You had no to protect wonder. yourself and, and retreat and, yeah. and wonder from there, like, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with the world? Yeah. You know? Of course, yeah. it's going to make you question everything because yeah. the, like the perception wasn't clear. And not keeping promises to myself has got, got so out of whack. So out of whack, you know. So if I can't trust myself, I can't trust anybody else. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, for sure. But now I'm going to do it. Yeah, let it get light, huh? Let it get oh, light. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you very Great. much. Great. Yeah, good for you, girl. Good for you. Thank you all. Your mm -hmm. energy helped. Yeah, yeah. it's great. That idea of a filter, actually, of a screen is very useful, you know? It happens all the time, you know, if there's, like, something that you don't like that you're hearing from a friend, on TV, on whatever. It's just a filter there. Because without the labelling mechanism or without some subjective, I like, I don't like, without that filter being there, everything is, it's like, yeah, okay, so let that be there, let that be there. And that's real acceptance, that everything, it, there's a place for everything. So how could it not be okay or be okay? There's a place for all of it, you see? Unless there's a filter. And then the filter will, will you know, gives you your personality. It gives you an investment in the personality. I like this. I don't like this. It should be this way. It shouldn't be like, well, I expected this and that's not good enough. And these are the filters, huh? You know, just, yeah, just, just disguising actually what's really happening. There's just events. They don't need a commentary. But the filter is a commentary, huh? You know? And we call that projection or whatever. Different things call it different things. But, you know, pure perception is just where perceiving is happening, where there's not a big commentary on, on what is seen. That's the filter gone, huh? Okay, sorry. Hi, Jack. Um, Hi. My name is Marty. Hi, Marty. And 
I wanted to talk to you about ghosts. Yes. Uh, there's been, uh, for a long time in my life, I've run into uh, uh, friends who had experiences which were unexplainable. I'm, I'm a physicist, by the way. Okay. I spent my whole career as a physicist. Uh -huh. And when I retired, I said, well, I, I, know, you know, I know what the left brain and the physical world is. I know well enough about that. Yes. I want to know about what what the other stuff is. Yes. In science, we just deal with what's measurable. That's right. I wanted to work on the unmeasurables. Good for you. Uh, so it's denied I, by so many physicists, isn't it? Great. So I have this. So I have all these phenomena that keep you know, <laughs> uh, like very uh, uh, unlikely coincidences that uh -huh. come up, you uh -huh. know, and, and uh, it's hard to explain them in a rational way and friends who have uh, experiences with unexplainable except by some sort of a spiritual interaction with the physical world and uh, so all of these things I kind of uh, put into a box over here mm. I mean here's here's my world that I can understand mm. you know physical world I can mm. understand here's the stuff I don't know about and I mm. don't know uh, I don't. I don't disbelieve it. I don't believe it. I don't know what to do with it. Here, it all sits there, kind of like an undigested meal sits in your stomach, you know. Yeah. And it's it's sitting there, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I, I had asked a minister some years ago in, in a discussion about these things. I said, you know, is there a spirit world? Are there angels? Are there ghosts and so forth? And he he uh, he answered me in a way, I guess, which is standard textbook in the theological business and he said well what difference does it make in your life and I couldn't answer that question either I've been thinking about that I said it must it must make a difference because I really want to know about this box of phenomena over here which I don't understand it's got to make a difference but I can't think about it what that difference is you know whether how it's going to change my life but I think you know as non-duality and as, as awareness increases uh you know, I can see the possibility that it's going to it's going to come together. And even in science, we have the, we're starting to to be able to measure phenomena. Yes. Like like not being the doer, for instance, which you get from MRI machines. You, the the operator can tell when you've made a decision before you can. Before you know. And in uh, the uh, dark matter and dark energy in the universe, which most of the universe, I mean, this. You know, that's not explainable. So all of this phenomena could exist. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of room for it yes. to exist. But I don't know quite what to do with this. And if you've had experience, which which I just read, yes, uh, that you have had with yeah. with ghosts, seeing yeah. ghosts, and so forth. Yes. Uh, I've got a vision chamber that I built, kind of based on Raymond Moody's uh, work. Where you can sit and presumably see visions of of, of people from your past, then and I had a friend. <laughs> does it work? I haven't seen any visions. Okay. Yet, mm -hmm. but I had a friend recently who hung himself, and I really wanted to. Uh, I really wanted, so I spent a lot of time in my vision chamber, hoping that something would happen. You know, which which it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to do with this box of stuff yeah, over here. Yeah, you know. it's pulling your attention, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I, since you've since you've uh, experienced that, and yeah. since you've 
some, I, I don't know whether you've integrated it or not, but I, I yeah. you know, yeah. all the non-duality stuff in the physical world, I, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. But what about this other spirit um, world? Here? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, obviously you read in the biog, but just a, a few sentences on that. I definitely would have had no time for anything in the, you know, the non-physical world and the spiritual world. I mean, I was like advocating atheism and converted a good few people to atheism, you know, like in my twenties, you know. And um, uh, I if, did too. Yeah, yeah. It was just very clear that there's nothing. So right. There's just this, and that's it, you know. And so it had to be hugely powerful to get my attention. Really, it had to just wallop my head, turn it 180, you know, and it was, it was horrifically, it's like, I'm not crazy, I'm like a practical woman here looking at this, and I'm not stoned, and I haven't taken any drugs, and I'm like, I'm, but I'm looking at something hanging from the ceiling that looks like Casper, right, what's going on here, <laughs> do you know, and like, okay, like, I, I'm perfectly sane, but I can see this, what am I going to do with this, so it had to grab me, you know, and then it physically grabbed me, of course, and I was pushed around the place, and I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm very sane here, but there's something that I can't see pushing my body, like having fun with me, you know? So, um, so I had to, I had to embrace it, because it, I, it, this thing was just too big, too big to ignore. If it hadn't happened like that, I really don't know how else it would ever have gotten my attention, because I was, like, full of resistance mm. for, for the non-physical, full of it. So, how I see it now... <clears throat> is that the it's all energy and whether it's energy that's you know in the air or it's like an atmosphere an ambience that's energy too you know you go into a room and it's like I don't like the feeling here or like oh it, it feels light and happy or whatever mm -hmm, but there sure. was a heaviness before lunch just because of the work we did this morning you know and it just felt heavy in the room you know and it's like yeah it happens so but what is that heaviness and is that measurable and there, like that's it on a very basic level, but there are pockets of of energies that have a more potent level of consciousness than just the ambience in a room. So, I'm sorry, this is quite loud, isn't it? So, um, so what I found is that things that appeared as people who were dead, you know, and at the beginning it was yeah. like that movie, The Sixth Sense. I mean, it was horrific in the end. They looked like half rotted beings. Yeah. They turned from friendly Caspers into awful things within a couple of weeks. And I was like, ooh, 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 get me out of here. Yeah, you know? for you, they, not in the movie, but for you. Yeah, for me, they looked just like the movie, you know. Yeah. The movie was like a total confirmation. I thought, God, that's really well researched, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, researched. Anyway, so, so, um, so, so what I found was, was that consciousness is not confined to just a physical form. It's not. Um, and... The, the, the limits of my perception were my limits of my perception. Um, and I remember having something stuck up in my kitchen for years. And it's like limitations exist only in your mind. And I kind of, I didn't understand it, but it was in mm -hmm. my kitchen for years in my early mm -hmm. 30s, 30s. And I, I didn't know why, but I kept reading this thing. You know, limitations are only in your mind. Mm -hmm. Couldn't. But somehow, somehow it was uh, beginning to embrace the unlimited now, <clears throat> so then these spooks would appear, and they'd appear in physical form, or you'd be talking to an animal, and sometimes it'd be like, hold on now, is this, can I look through this? Or, you know, is this opaque, or is this 3D? And sometimes I actually wouldn't know the difference, because it was, the two of them were appearing yeah. all the time, all the time. 
So, so, um, and, and you'd hear a, a spirit talking, and I'd be more interested in what the spirit had to say than the person. Do you know, like as if you were talking to me and somebody did belong to you was talking there, and I'd be actually more interested in who was behind you. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I thought, this is nuts, like, this is nuts. And, and so it just became very normal in my life at that time mm. that the non-physical is in the physical. They're just of a higher vibration. The density of the physical body is gone, but everything else is there. There's still a projection of a physical form that obviously the identity still imagines is its self-image, you know, and that coupled with my perception at the time, and we came up with some kind of a draft of, of, of what that level of consciousness, that identity that was still running, looked right. like. Right. And so this gave rise to some kind of opaque forms, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they'd be enormous, and sometimes they'd be human-like, and sometimes, they, you know, it would just be a big blob, a, a blob that was communicating, that had a level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so I started to look like, wow, okay, you're a blob, but we can communicate. Yeah, okay. Were you ever in a human form? Well, what's a human form? What are you talking about? I said, well, this density. I said, that density? Whoa. No, no, not that dense. There's no need to go that dense. You know? <laughs> like, oh, God, really? Okay. Well, we, we are thinking we're like so evolved. You know? And here we are in this lump of flesh. So, so the, the whole idea of, of, of density of energy started to get very clear. Yeah. Um, and so... So the body just became understood as, well, it's, it's, it's 3D and it's, it's exquisitely fine, but it's very dense. So it's got a solid form. It's matter. It's mm-hmm, physical mm-hmm, matter. Mm-hmm. And so there are a gazillion amount of different levels of frequencies where, where consciousness is pocketed in a bundle of energy. Mm-hmm. Now, that's fine in this realm, but there are actually other dimensions, other realms, which it's it's not it's it's almost like it's almost like there's cracks in this dimension to other dimensions mm-hmm. do you know yeah um or it's like it's like if you're walking past a mountain you know and there's actually a cave inside but you don't know there's this other whole place inside but all you can see is the mountain it's solid mm-hmm. but there's actually a little if you walk behind that rock it's a whole room you see so it's it's a bit like this it's like you know we think that this is you know okay we can leave room for the spirit world penetrating this or sharing this with us which is what happens um, they've some kind of resonance with this dimension of, of this galaxy, this universe. But there seems to be these cracks of other realms, other, other dimensions mm. that exist and have different laws. They just have different laws. Almost all are bound by cause and effect. It's very rare to find something that doesn't have cause and effect running. That seems to have run through pretty much everything. Everything you've experienced. Everything I've experienced. As cause phenomenally. And you can tra- you can trace a cause yeah, and effect. There's always a cause and effect law in there. Mm. But like there's been dimensions where there there's no gravity or gravity is not a constant, for example. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa. And if this Jack Spirit form slips in there and it's like, Jesus, you know, you're moving from here to there and you're up and you're down and you're like, Oh my god, what is this? You know, you know, and then you're told you're met by a consciousness in that realm. Well, gravity isn't a isn't a constant, you know. And it's like, mm-hmm. man, this is the plot for a movie in my dimension, you know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I could talk about this all day. Yeah. So, so, so these. Uh, oh yeah, there was one guy. Um, he's a fantastic clairvoyant who 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 lived in LA, and he died actually. He got cancer about two years ago and died very quickly. Um. Um, and he said he had reco- he was an incredible clairvoyant, like off the Richter scale. And he said he had come across 300 dimensions, that, that he had recorded 300 di- different dimensions. 
I'm not talking about this realm of ghosts in this realm. Yeah, I'm talking sure. about dimensions, about other zones altogether. Sure. You know, of, yeah. of where there is another code, another law, another set of... Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know? So, so it's not just spooks. It's like there's, there's just yeah. places that are not 3D at all. Don't have the 3D as the predominant common and shared experience, mm -hmm. you know? So then there are dimensions where, like, for example, that angelic realm, you know, I, which I must admit, I thought it was crapology for a very long time. And then it, it just turned, it just got in my face, you know, and I just thought, oh, my God, this, I totally get it. I just had resistance to it because of my Catholic mm -hmm. upbringing or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's flaky, you know, it's got that new age aroma of it, which I must admit, I repelled. And all of a sudden it was real to you. All of a sudden so. it was like, oh, bloody hell, that's the angelic realm. I totally get it. Totally get it. And the angelic. And the angelic realm. There isn't angels as such, but it's just a vibration. It's yeah. just a vibration right. that that we imagine are, are wings yeah. and halos and all this yeah. stuff, you know. But it's just a frequency of light yeah. that, that that shines at either Whatever side. Whatever detector you have translates yeah. that into some. You turn something. it into an image that you, that image. in some way, you'll accept. Something. You know yes. that your your consciousness has within its own limits. It's going to project what it looks like. You know, right. and so these frequencies of light. But the thing about the angelic realm is that evolution. It's very limited because evolution only happens through service. So there's a dimension that has one way of evolving, just one. Mm. Service is the only way evolution happens there. I mean, evolution here happens in every breath you take. It's a constant. You can't avoid evolution. Even if you think mm. you're stopped, mm -hmm. you're stuck on the path, you're still on the path. It's just consciousness experiencing being stuck. Mm -hmm. Do you see? Mm -hmm. So there's evolution is a constant here. Try to stop evolving. I mean, forget it. Right. But in the angelic realm, it's I've tried. literally... I've tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually didn't work very well. No, yeah. it'll pick you up yeah. and move you along, you know? Yeah. So the angelic realm only evolves through through uh, through service, only. So so that's why there's that you know that connection with angelic and telling the angels to do this and that and the other. And I can see how we've made sense of it, but it's just a dimension. It's just a dimension that, in some way, has has more access, mm -hmm. has more. It's become okay to have access to it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just like <coughs> it's just like any dimension, you know, or just this one. So it makes. I suppose all that work, what it did for the jack brain or the jack mind was really question every norm, re -see, really seeing. You, you know how you, if you go to another culture that's really different, you begin to realize all the concepts that you've taken for granted in your own. Mm -hmm. And that's what can joke. And you say, oh my God, all these, this, you know, this layer of ideas that I took to be real. Mm -hmm. And that's all the spiritual realm. That's what it can give you, is it will get rid of those ideas in the same way that travel mm -hmm. will do it. You know, but it's at a more subtle, a deeper level of yeah. things that you've taken for granted to be real or true. Never thought about them as ideas at all because they were just norms, mm. subconsciously accepted norms. Hey, every dimension, whew, man, the norms are so varied. They're so mm -hmm. wacky that it just it just makes you see every mm -hmm. concept that's been accepted without recognition that it was a concept. You see? Well, I guess if your idea of, of what's real kind of starts to become porous, yes. then other yes. other realities can come in. Yes, and then they can. when other realities come in, then you start That's then right. your concepts start to to That's deteriorate right. even more. That's and right. And then you can so you can it, kind of bootstrap. It gets very loose. Yeah. 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 The whole thing loosens. 
And so mm. everything is possible. And there's mm. an openness. There's no resistance to anything then. Mm. There's an openness to, 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 well, anything can happen all the time. Anything yeah. can appear all the time. And so there's, there, there's still lack of clarity here in the Jack mind about, about what consciousness imagines and what consciousness creates as, as yeah. an appearance. Sure. Because consciousness can do one or the other. Right. Some things stay at a conceptual level and some things solidify into an appearance and mm -hmm. manifest. Mm -hmm. And I, st I still haven't found that, where's that Y junction? Where's that split? I can't find that yet. And it's like, hmm, it's only recently it's like, what is that? What is that at that point that determines when something is just going to be imagination and when something is going to appear? Mm. Because very often something is imagined for a long time. Like there was no skin cancer until they started talking about it as far as I reckon. Mm. I don't know. Like, it just seemed to be mm. like a regular, you know, a new phenomenon. Or, or HIV, was that really there? Was yeah. it really there at all? Are these new? Don't know. Yeah, don't know. Superbugs. Yeah, superbugs. There we go. You know, yeah. this MRSA thing. You know, it's like these new superbugs. Uh, okay, so wh what happened? How come, how come that stuff became an appearance? Where did it start at a conceptual level? And when did it turn from imagination? Mm -hmm. What is that mechanism right. that turns it from imagination into appearance mm -hmm. and makes it manifest mm -hmm. as something completely new mm -hmm. to our intellect? Right. Was it there in another form and we actually had the ability to see it? That's most likely, but I'm, I, I just don't, yeah. it's not, I'm not sure, sure yet, yeah. you know, that it's got to do with our own, I don't know, the limits falling away, you know, even color charts, you know, in the paint store when I was a kid, the color charts, my God, you'd find it in one page, you could put all the colors, now there's books of colors, yeah. and we actually didn't have the capacity to see so many shades, we didn't, we just couldn't recognize shades, so the colors were pretty simple, you know. Mm -hmm. Whereas now they're constantly discovering new shades because they know that, that we can, we're developing the capacity to see new colors. Yeah. You see? Right. Right. So it's all about breaking the limits, breaking the limits, breaking the limits. Happens at every part, no? In every aspect, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that helps you at all. Well, <laughs> if, if you have any tickets to this place you're describing, I'll buy one of them. <laughs> okay. Okay, so where, where? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, there, there's less limitation, limitations in your mind when you're dreaming, when you're doing nighttime dreaming than mm. this daytime dream. Mm. So it's a good idea to say, okay, I'm going to sleep now. Okay, mind, you know what? Mm. Let's go to the unlimited. And if there are dimensions there that are willing to teach me, Mm. Because you'll get messers all the time. Mm -hmm. You'll get messers here and you'll get messers in every dimension. There's always jokesters and tricksters and I mean, you know. mm -hmm. sure. so just, just edit a little bit of what you want to come in, no? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm going to sleep. I, you know, a little bit of the unlimited, come on in, teach me something, show me something. Give yeah. me a bit of access yeah. here. Give me yeah. a bit of access here to what's okay. beyond. All right. And, and let's see if, if, if they tackle your, your dream space I'll buy more. that ticket. Yeah, that's, that's worth when, doing it. Right. Nan and I just got back from a, a seven-day retreat with Ajishani, mm. a silent retreat. Mm. And, uh, and my dreams since then have been you know, pretty uniform in, in tone, and yeah. it's, they're trouble. I'm not, they're not upsetting, but, but I'm a trouble, you know, I live in a troubled place with that. And uh, we've got a friend who does dream analysis. And she said just yesterday the same thing, you know, if I want to 
if I want to write my you know retain my dreams, which I don't yeah. ordinarily retain yeah. much of, yeah. uh, you know, to write it down and so forth. Well, yeah. it's going to take giving up my sleep, which I love. <laughs> to wake up and write it down, but yeah, or get a recorder, no, just talk yeah. into a oh, little gadget. That's good. Yeah, talk into, and you can stay dopey, you know. You mind if I talk? Yeah. Well, she hey. she yeah. says I talk anyway. So <laughs> I guess I'll record it. And see what access that part okay. that part, and good. then you'll be left good. with like, well, I'm just dreaming it, and it's like, yeah, you're not going to know for a while. Yeah. You're not going to know, am yeah. I dreaming something? Or is there actually some experience being had? You won't know. That, you won't know. It'll just all seem like garbage yeah. from your subconscious for a while. And then you'll get to smell the flavor, yeah. you know, of, of, of you know, what, what is actually appearing in manifestation and what's just imagination. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Mm. I've noticed in my, in my meditations recently that it, it's a little hard for me to tell whether I go to sleep or not. Okay. I, mean, I seem to be in a space which uh. it, it, it may be sleep and it may not. I don't know. Uh. I really don't know. It's, uh. it's uh, you know, so that so that kind of being on the borderline. Yeah. Yeah. Being what I'm consciously aware of and what I'm yeah unconscious of. Or just not being there. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. That's yeah, right. I'll do that. I'll get my book out. Like. Yeah. And, or my recorder. I yeah. do have a recorder. Perfect. I'll do that. Yeah, that's just that. easier, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just see what right. see what comes to you that way. All right, thank you. Yeah, sure. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Did you want to come up? Yeah. Hi, Jack. Hi. Thank you for being here. First You're welcome. Of all. And I was so happy that you mentioned prayer. Uh, last evening, and I was hoping that you would talk more about that. I've become so comfortable with the oneness of the spirits, and so in prayer, um, it doesn't feel right to address God, the Great Spirit, Allah, uh, as away from me, mm -hmm. as outside of me. Sure, we are here. I am they. They are. Uh -huh. <laughs> Or me, yes. and so the language of prayer becomes, and maybe simplified. But I would love to hear what, how you um, teach prayer, how you um, experience it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> when the Jack character was on the path, prayer, prayer got chucked out because it was like, no, I'm not talking to something that is no. I'm clinging to something that's greater than I am and all the rest of it, and no, mm -hmm. that's too mm -hmm. dualistic, forget it, gone. And there was a grief, actually, there was like, a, oh my God, a loss of, of, there was nothing to cling to, no, there was nothing to ask mm -hmm. for help for, no. But I said, no, cut it off, cut it off, that's a crutch, you know. And so it disappeared for several years. And then it came back, it just came back, and it's like, wow, here it is, you know, just this kind of outpouring, and it starts as gratitude. Or it did start as gratitude, and it just came. I said, "God, there's just there's just gratitude, and it's not okay. It's not directed anywhere. This is the movement, and prayer is like that too. It's like it's it's I don't know. It's like I'm calling what I am. The Jack character is calling what she really is. It can't hear, of course, because there's no this for what I really am. So the whole thing is a joke. But it's an energetic movement." Yes. 
in consciousness, yes. in, in this realm. It's an energy. It's, it's just a transference. It's an invoking of a piece of energy. Like my inhale invokes the oxygen to come in. Do you know? Yes. And, and that, that's, that's how I understand it now, you know, is that, that it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful way of just, you know, I, I, I don't know, just the weave of, of how energy supports energy and merges with energy and divides energy. And, and that's, that's all that's happening anyway, you know, it's just atoms are moving, isn't it? Mm. It's all coming together and going apart and making shapes and forms and it's all that's happening. Mm -hmm. so, so prayer is part of that. So it's useful for prayer to lose the me and God, external God. If you can lose that trapping from prayer yes. and honor it as a natural movement if it arises. Do you see? Yes. Because it just got locked into a religious framework. And, and yeah. that's fine. That's fine while duality is, is really strong. But, but, but why not? Why not ask for help or, or you know, clarity or something? It's just, it's just a way of moving energy. Why not? It mm. does happen naturally. And uh -huh. I think what has, what has felt awkward is the language around it. Okay. And what I've, what I've come to is just recognizing less and less language, as I said, simplifying, but recognizing gratitude or recognizing, oh, um, my sister's husband is so ill. Oh, yeah. Sending to Jim. Yes. Jim has come to mind. Bless him. Yes, bless him. Arms around him. Yes. And feeling like I'm not asking outside of myself, I'm just recognizing. Yes. And a, and a yes. moment, and yes. thoughts go on somewhere else. Yes. But and to bring, bring to us the idea, um, not very many spiritual teachers that I've experienced have, have included the idea that prayer, and I know it meant a lot for Anne, it, mean, it means a lot to, to recognize that invoking, as you say. Yeah. Thank Why you. not? Thank you. And, and it's, it's like... I don't know. I think I, I think that the non-dual path it, it it's only fully integrated when everything is embraced again. Mm -hmm. You know, there's such a cutting off, and that's how we do it these times. You know, we're not this, not this, not this, and we cut off everything just just to pare right down. Um, but it settles. It's like the, there was the mountain, and then the mountain disappeared, and the mountain was there again. Do you know? Yes. Isn't there some phrase like this? And it's like. Everything gets embraced because because it seemed to be not real. It's just all manifestation, and it's totally sure. It's totally fine. It's just mm. sure. How could any of it be be any different to any rest of it? How could any of it be less real or less significant than the rest of it? And equanimity comes in mm -hmm. that allows for everything. You see, and so prayer. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful way of energy moving. It's beautiful. You know, yes. and, and why not? Yes. Why not? You know? Thank yeah. you. Thank sure. you. Thank you. Sure, sure. <laughs> and anything else you've chucked out, think about pulling it back in. Mm. You know? Just to detox it a bit from the dualistic framework and see, hold on now, is there, is there, is there anything else being disregarded that actually <clears throat> supports the physical life? You know? And, and let that happen. Because, because non-duality is a disposition of the mind. You know? We, yes. You know, it's about your mind. That's all it is. It's about the mind. You know, turning off the believable quality of thoughts. That's really what it is. Mind is trying to turn off the believable. 
the credibility of ideas, you know, to, to just see that they're just ideas. There's nobody believing them. There's no point in believing them because they're just garbage, like the next set of thoughts. And, do you see? Yes. So let it all be embraced. It's, it's, it's all there. It's all, everything is good, you know. Everything is good. Everything is good. Everything. Even suffering, horrendous pain, everything is good. All of it, you know. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and none of it is what you really are. You see, you see. Yeah, it's just it's just manifestation. Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure. much for being here because I thought we'd be like 200 people here and I was like oh my god we're in a room I get to sit with you that's crazy but thank you so much because it's such a treat um, when you're talking about energy it brought up for me I've suffered from depression at different times and I could feel and I've been quite content for a while and I could feel this depressed feeling coming like a week ago and it was that, oh God, you know, is that going to be coming into my life or whatever? And um, I thought, I have to welcome this. So I can't push it away because it'll just yes. persist. Yes. And when I did that, I just sat and said, all right, you know, I mean, I don't know if I did it 100%, but I got this feeling of, um, that there was something bigger, like it was okay. Like the depression, or whatever it was, this heavy feeling that I had of kind of doom or, you know, just yes. right there, um, could sit in something bigger. You know, like, a con I don't even know... Could sit in something bigger. Yeah, yeah. like... Mm -hmm. like um, just like presence or whatever. I'm not even sure the word is, but sure. Yeah. Sure. And I guess I'm wondering when are you and then it went away. And huh. it came back two days later and I did the same thing and I said I have to and I said to myself, I really have to you know, like you said, everything's good, everything's good, everything's good and that's kind of what I was saying. It's it's either gotta show me something or whatever. Yes. But I didn't want to so scared to like fall into six months of yeah. crap. Yeah. Um but then again, it just went away, and I didn't know if, I guess, I mean, that's all, I mean, it was beautiful yes. in many ways. Yes. It's so like, oh my God, so this is just this energy. Yes. And I've made it this huge thing in my life, and I'm just wondering where, I'm not even sure if I'm wondering anything, but is that, I did that for that, but what about when you walk into a room or we walk and I go visit my parents or something and all of a sudden there's this like heavy, you know, they want stuff from me, I need to, I need to be a good daughter, I need to like support my parents or whatever. And you have this feeling, maybe when you were traveling, it's like, you know you feel certain ways in different situations and where do you just say, okay, this is the way I'm going to feel versus leave and say this isn't good for me. Um, or just that come about? 
Okay, know? if there is a repeated place, like visiting your family, it's, mm-hmm. it's a repeated thing, it's not just a once-off, whoa, I don't feel good here. If there's a repeated place like this that triggers things, it's a great opportunity to see uh, what go- what's going on in your own head. Because if, if, you're, yeah. if you're imagining that, and we imagine everything, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're imagining that they need you to be a certain way and your game is to try and please them, break it. What a wonderful thing to break. Mm-hmm. It's like, in every moment, what I'm going to do is the natural movement. Whether I'm going to cook them lunch or what I'm going to talk about is going to be the natural movement. None of it is going to be motivated by being the good daughter. What a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. And break those th- that role playing, the shoulds, okay. oughta, which mm-hmm. is still looking. I mean, we can be in our seventies if our parents are still alive. You can still be looking for approval, still yeah. be looking for acceptance. It's yeah. just unending unless you actually cut it. And you can cut it, and then it's the end of it. Yeah. It's the end of it, and it's good for them as well as you. You know, because mm-hmm. it's an evolution for both. You see. Yeah. So if there's a repeated place. Perfect. You can go beforehand and say, okay, I'm going to make it a short visit so that I hold myself together there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just going to actually just be free in myself and watch the, you should, you should, you should, or you know what he wants you to hear now or what he wants you to say now. And just, I hear you, but you know what? No, no. And go for it. And just see what the natural flow is. If there's a scenario that's a complete surprise, then get out of there. Sure. If there's okay. a, if, yeah, if it's a complete surprise and it's like, whoa, this doesn't feel good here, or you're, you know, whatever, out with friends or something, and you're like, you know what, it doesn't feel good, just leave, leave, leave. Okay. You know, yeah. you've got to kind of have common sense about honoring your system, you know? Yeah. You know? And one other thing about resistance, mm. um, you know, probably most of us resist, you know, your whole, I feel like pretty much every minute is in, has resistance in it. Okay. And, but as soon as I realize it, it's gone. I mean, I've, I had that sense of kind of um, freedom. Yeah. So I know the feeling of when, you know, and then you'll think, and then I'll, you know, even if you wake up in the morning and you see the day, you might not like it. And then you just drop that, drop it, drop, and everything is great. Yes. So, is that seems like it's more of a mental thing for me. I yes. Just, I have to. I have to do it mentally in order to get. Yes. Does that? Yes, because you're automatically running resistance. Yeah. You, d- you don't see resistance arising yet. I, s- I feel it. As it's arising, or when it's solid. Um, as it's arising. Probably, probably when it. Maybe both, but probably when it's solid, if I wake up and all of a sudden there's resistance there, I, okay. I go and try to release it and see that it can be released, and it's just, like, amazing. Yes, so, it can be released, yes. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. What would be really great is to get to the place of where you can see it building up. That, that would be great. So the, the more that you nip it, don't mm-hmm. hang out there. The second that you see resistance, like, whoa, there's resistance. Okay, let's drop it. Yeah. Sure, it's working, do it. Um, and the more you do it, the more you, ca- you catch it faster. You yeah. catch it faster, yeah. you see? Yeah. Now, if you can see it as it's building, it's just like, then you'll be able to recognize the thoughts that actually create resistance. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you can recognize the thoughts that create resistance, 
check out to see if they're true. Do something like Byron Katie's work on, on, on those thoughts. It's like these run automatically and they are accepted, given, accepted, they're true. And the product of them is resistance. And off we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So these, this is what you've got to do is examine these building blocks and say, well, how come these are running and they're absolutely unquestionably accepted? Mm-hmm. You've got to pull them apart and take away their power totally. Yeah. cages is perfect for that yeah. kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I definitely know. That's great. Yeah. It's a lot of work. But yeah, I mean, it's totally worth it. I'm not yeah, like, it's totally worth I'm it. I'm up for it. You That's know? right. Yeah. But it's definitely yeah, like it's a constant. Work. And then you find yourself back in the big dreamy thing. And yeah, I have to pull myself out all the time. So. Yeah. You see, you, you, you've got obviously years of habit of, of developing stuff. So it's like you've got to just kind of backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Now, you could have a eureka moment and all of a sudden the whole thing is gone. Yeah. And if that happens, great. But in the meantime, you're going to have to kind of go back layer by layer. Yeah. Um, is that where inquiry is involved somewhat? You know, how people talk about it. Yeah, in- inquiry will, will, if it works for you, then it's like, well, who is feeling resistance? Yeah. And if that gets rid of it in one foop, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, let's see how it cooks. Okay, thank you. Yeah, sure. Okay. to follow <clears throat> before I set the microphone right away. <laughs> um, in India, there was a teacher that I, I visited almost on a lark. Well, I'm visiting all these great teachers, but someone mentioned this guy. You know, So I said, I'll see them because he's, these two people who are getting friendly with were seeing him. So, all right, you know. And he started talking and, and uh, he was a former lawyer, um, but but not sure I got his teaching the first two hours. Uh-huh. Hello. Uh-huh. Hello. I went back again, and all of a sudden I got hooked. Okay. That there was this really, something's going on here. Uh-huh. Uh, he's talking about liberation, and he's making it so simple. So I'm going with my, where's the cape, my five... Uh, mentality saying I got to figure this out is it that simple uh, or, or is there something here that you know <clears throat> short uh, shortcut uh-huh. you know good show uh-huh. so he's talking a lot about many of the things that came up um, and he, he is and he, he studied with with or through some some of the great teachers that we mentioned um, mm. uh, um, uh, 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 Ramana Maharshi um, uh, some people think Jay Krishnamurti was was a was mm-hmm. a cool guy. Um, mm-hmm. I know. That, um, anyway, Nisargadatta. There were a few. You know, so he seemed like that. He wasn't hustling for money. He wasn't. Yeah. There was all. He, he, yeah. He, yeah. Okay. So his teaching was um, was very simple and and resonates with a lot of the things that we've been talking about. But he's saying that the, that what all these great masters discovered on their liberation you can understand intellectually what went on. That, and he distinguished what seemed like between the thinking, the thinking mind and the working mind. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you kind of know where I'm going here. Yeah. Um, but he didn't use those terms. Okay. He uses inner, the, the, un, he, the unconscious becomes conscious. And his thing is the, 
you can't do anything about it. It comes up. You know, but then, like you said just before, we start comment, the commentary comes in. Oh, I shouldn't have that thought, or why am I doing that, or, or I want that, I, you know, I want, I don't want. His thing is, let it come up, it arises, and then it disappears, and just keep doing that. He's, he, he, I love his analogy, it's like writing on water. You know, you write, you know, I hate you, and then, wait a minute, I thought I wrote I hate you, it's gone now. Yeah. You know, it just, it's there, and it disappears right away. So... I tried practicing some of this, and it's it's really brilliant. It's so simple, uh-huh. uh, but it also I think t- so. Part of my the, the question, Jack, is you know there seems to be I don't know if he's making it too simple. He he wrote four books. I've read them all. I'm reading them again. Yeah. So it's not like I'm trying to you know be superficial about it. Uh-huh. But um, uh, and I and yeah, and I've seen him interact with some very unruly intellectuals and he kept his calm you know he's very clean very you know he seems like he's genuine so um, uh, so one of my questions is is it that simple in that if we constantly whatever comes up it sounded like direct a pure perception where it's just perceiving he said the goal is to get to the pure free flow mm. and if we don't interfere with it we, we just, it comes up, it rises, abides, disappears, rises, abides, disappears, rises, abides, disappears, you know, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and I started watching, you know, my, my own um, judgments, criticisms, yes. projections, attachments, desires, and they can come up and go that quickly. Yes. But I have to be very present because I can get hooked, and all of a sudden, I'm, like the resistance you were talking about with Alice when I was packing to come here. Oh, you know, I'd rather I'd be at a typewriter writing. Yes. That having to do laundry and getting ready with suitcases and figuring out, you know, yes. the mind doesn't doesn't like that, doesn't go there naturally. Yes. And a lot of resistance was coming up. Yes. You know, so I'm not sure if, can you hear my, the question in this? Because I'm not making it clear. Um, is it that simple? Um, oh, all right, here's, the, here's I, believe me, I... I know this is disjointed. One of the issues, he says, one way of liberation is to give it all to God. But that's not his path, because then you don't act in the world. You know, if you give everything up to God, then you're not there. And then you get the free flow. He says that's fine. But it's not for the modern world. No, you won't get away with it in the West. Yeah, yeah, we have to do things. (laughs) So his thing is you be, you know, use... For the external world, you have to think. Yes. You have to plan. Yes. You have to, yeah. Uh, yeah. But for the internal world, there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. There's a and in India, there's no work there, no work there. You know, <laughs> it comes up, it goes, and it disappears. It's just no work there. Yeah. You know, but but outside world, then there's work. There is work to do. You know that. Yes, yes. So. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> So one, one of the, so one of my questions was here we have issues, um, let's say in my case there's I, when you were talking with one of the people last night I realized that there's this fear and then still, there's still an identity that's you know afraid to let go. Okay. Um, and of course would you know would love to that dissolve, but how do you work? How does one work on that with this system? It seems like one needs to bring the conscious attention to that energy. Yes. And can, would that 
come under the category of external work, even though it's an internal psychological issue. Or just like you'd be working on a car to fix it, oh, here I now see. you're working on fear. I see what you're asking. So I'm distinguishing psychological work as external work yeah. versus, uh, oh, I hate that. That person's a jerk. What's he doing? I don't think he's Yes. Yes, I, obviously I, I, I don't know about this teacher that you're talking about, but, but from what you're saying, and from the Jack approach adding to that, I suppose, um, if, if there is something like, like a, a fear that, do I work on it or do I not? If it's creating an identity, if it's, if it's part of, of the, the ingredients that gives rise to the I am separate, I think I am real, I think I'm Elliot. If it's part of that, then you've got to do something about it. For sure you've got to do something about it. Because it's either got to be seen to be nothing, it's like you could write it, you know, whoops, contracted fear, you know, write it on the water. huh? It's like, whoops, there's that fear again, and write it on the water. Fear is seen, you know, whatever it is. And if that makes it, if that, if that makes a shift in your head whereby you see the, mm, where it, it reduces its value, then it would be great. Because a lot of what you're saying is like reducing the value, do, do you know? Uh, taking the power away from thoughts by seeing that they're, they're, ju they're just useless, they're just like writing on water. You see, so it's taking the power away from it, the juice away from it. So, so with that approach, you're not interested in the content of your thoughts. The point is seeing them as thoughts. And if you see them all as what they are, just thoughts, they don't, they, they've lost their story, they've lost their juice. That's very effective. Sure, that's very effective. It's like it's just a thought, it's just a thought. And if you can get that distance, then every thought has the same potency or mm -hmm. impotency. Yes. You see? Yes. So that might be where you're going with it if you want to stay along his line. Is it inside work or outside work? Well, the working mind has to do, you know, has to do work of the world. Do you need to do internal psychological work? If it creates identity, I think it'd be crazy not to. I think that, because that, that's all you can do, is, is unravel when, 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 because the I dissolves the I, you know? The personal I is the thing that goes after the personal I. So when the personal I is up, what are you going to do? You can either make it fatter or make it thinner. That's what you can do. You can see through it or you can invest in it. There are options because we're in duality and we've only got one of two ways to go here. So with the personalized running, we're deep in duality. Do we invest or do we strip it down? You see? I think so. Yeah. What's not clear? Um, I'm not sure I was saying I, this, this thing started. Getting fuzzy. Get, well, also, you know, a little interference with some thoughts coming. Okay, all right. Okay. So, what you're describing about this guy with the natural state, what you're saying to me is, because I can only hear what you're saying, because right. I haven't read him, okay? Of course. So from what you're saying, yeah, you're describing the natural state, that there's no work to do, and that it's just pulling back, and, but sure, of course, everything is fine. Everything is always fine. That's the law of the natural state. Right. Everything is fine. Unless we go into the particulars of the outside and add desire, and then we've got loads of problems. Right. And mine does that geek for you. If you, if you want to follow it. So, so in the natural state, of course, that's all. Just pull back from the natural state. But the natural state, that's a lot of work, you know, to pull your attention back to the natural state and pull your attention back to the natural state. 
it's a lot of work while there is potential thoughts out there that keep creating the I. Yeah, yeah. They're sourcing this yes. vicious cycle, as well. Yes, exactly. What is it that keeps pulling your attention away from, the from what is natural, from yeah, the natural yeah. state? And that would be my approach. It's like, go after what it is that makes you think you're separate. When are those moments that you're, that you're there as a person and the movie is real? What are those things? Because that's going to create work. Because... Out you go again, you haven't tackled the source of the problem, right. and now you've got to backtrack and go within again and do your technique of writing it on the water or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? And it's like, hold on, actually, what pulls you out there? What, what, what's so interesting that you still believe in it? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. And it's like, I just learned that if a chair is in your way, you could keep walking around the chair. Yeah. Or you could move the yes, chair. Yes, or you could move the chair. You know, well, no, the chair is in your way, you accept it, that's what it is, you walk around the chair. You know, there's a chair, you accept it, you walk around the chair. Well, yeah. just move the fucking chair. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's that, you know, it's that toss-up, isn't it? It's like the non-duality says, well, just accept that the chair is in the way and walk around it. I mean, what's the problem? You see that everything is okay. But actually, the, wi the wisdom, the wiser move is to move the chair. Yeah, yeah. It's wisdom. So you, you do need that, and that's the maturity we talk about, you know, that as you go on, a maturity comes in, where you can decipher, discern for yourself. That's just a therapy thing, and I can leave it, or go therapying forever, if I want to talk about myself, but this, this creates the sense that I'm separate, this one I go after. So let there be two pockets there. There's psychological issues, and that's therapy, and that's actually of no interest at all. But sometimes, if you're stuck in and the personal eye is running, I mean, it's just going to be therapy. That's how it is. That's the only thing we can work with then. Because, because it's all personal eye. It's just, there's no off switch at all. Okay, and that's where you're at. That's where you're at. That's grand too. But if, if there are just times when the Elliot character is active, and you know that he's only active sporadically, okay, now this is a different ballgame. Don't go after the therapy ones. Go after the ones that make Elliot feel. Just those ones. Don't mind the rest of them. It doesn't matter. You'll deal with them or you won't deal with them. Or if you're with a partner, they'll make you deal with them. Or, you know, that'll take care of itself. <laughs> you know? There's nothing like a, a close friend or something to press those buttons to make you deal with those. You know? That kind of thing. It brings them up. And, and life takes care of that. But the only thing you have to do is to nip it in the bud. Identify and nip it. Anything that makes the Elliot character believe he's real. Mm -hmm. What are those points that make you, whoa, I have no objectivity now. I'm here, and this is real. Unfortunately, it's more the, the negative that makes this fellow real. You know, I, you know, I don't want to. Why do I have to do this? Where's my crew to take care of this? You know, oh, that's right. I'm alone. Yes. You know. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So there's resistance. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's resist. Well, it's desire, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What you're talking about is like, I don't want this, and I want this, well, and there yeah. should be this. What if I don't want? I don't in want. India, you know, India is great for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want smoke to be coming in my room and filled up with soup because you're burning garbage, you know, two yeah. blocks away. Burning plastic yeah. bottles outside my window. Say, well, that's yeah. what it is. It's uh, coming in your window, you know. Very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your <laughs> Well, that's what it is. Just be with what it is. Close the window. Be creative. You know, open the other windows. Less soot from that window. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yes. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's great to land yourself in those situations. Oh my God. Make yeah. you see it. Make oh it get boy. hot. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just, yeah. Yeah, so you can see the desire, you know. I yeah. want fresh air. Yeah. I, I want, want it to be like this. Yes, I want clean water. Yes. Well, aren't you, Mr. Prissy? <laughs> yes. Clean water, man. <laughs> Coming from the Bronx, New York, into India, you want clean water. Yeah. Well, you're so special. Yes, you know? yes, yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just about desire. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Good to start recognizing desires. Okay. And there's a desire against and a desire for. They're both desires, you know? I don't want it the same as I want. It's all desire. <laughs> yes. A desire can't arise without the personal eye, you know? They're, they're the one energy. Different label, but it's the one energy. You've heard you say this before. It's like a, you cannot, cannot say it enough. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Time to go after them, huh? Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and see them for what they are. All they're doing is, is keeping Elliot alive. That's mm. all they're doing. There's no other benefit to be gotten from it. There are none. No. So that's a desire's purpose, is to keep, you, to keep the personal eye alive. Hmm. It's up to you and it's not up to you, huh? Mm. The part that it's up to you, then you play your part. See them for what they are. It, it, it gets easier, the, the, the relationship with desire, it gets easier when you see that desire only brings pain. But if you still kind of are invested in desire, if you still like the feeling of, of the charge of a desire, or having a desire satisfied, any aspect of desire, if you're still in there with that, it's like, oh, you need to see that it brings pain only. When that comes, it all changes. The picture changes. You know? So, so it's an interesting exercise to say, okay, when I'm running desire, I want or I don't want, is there any advantage to it at all? Would I be all right if that just disappeared totally? Would, would you psychologically be all right? Because it's really that. You're just dropping a buzz. If the result... You're saying... If the desire was gone or if the result happened either way? It's running desire. Okay. There's, there's the result of a desire. There's the subject matter of a desire. And then there's the desire itself. So I'm, I'm now talking about the desire itself. That actual distraction. Oh, I want this. And that like, oh, I love a cup of coffee. And there's like, oh, you know, and, I, and, and kind of a light bulb goes on. Yeah, because yeah. It, there's a desire running. Yeah, yeah. See, it's not about the cup of coffee at all. The cup of coffee could be crap. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be just chicory like. Yeah, yeah. So... Do we kind of come around full circle if we see the desire as just something coming up from the unconscious? Yes, yes, yes. That it's the arising yeah, yeah. of the personal eye with a story, with an object. Yeah. It's not about the object at all. Yeah, yeah. And just let the arising, you know, there's no word there. It arises and yeah. that's it. It's like, whoa, there's desire. There's desire. Yeah, yeah. If desire. you see the desire, I you won't this. have to do anything else. I don't else. want that. Yeah. I want this. I don't don't get caught that. in the subject matter. It's like, whoa, there's the pull of desire. There's the pull of desire. That's really potent. Mm hmm Whereas, whereas you, it has you and you followed it if you're interested in the product of desire. Then it has you. Well, that you, would be you that. followed it. Then 
the commentary. Oh, yes. His desire. Oh, I want that. That's right. So you're saying the desire came up, and that's all there is to it. Yes. It's end of story. Yes. It's an end of story if you're not caught in the product of the desire. I'm, I think I'm with you. It's the energy of the thought itself. Yeah, yeah. And to notice also which which of those thoughts are producing that energy. Yes. Which yes. There could be a pattern yeah, what, there. Yeah, exactly. What what's that? What what was that sequence that gave rise to? Yeah. Desire. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's that gets rid of the personal eye. Be great. Yeah, for nobody. For nobody. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no one would really like that. No, no. No one would love it. No one would feel frightfully free. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Liberated even. You know. Yeah. It would, no. it would make a difference to nobody. To nobody. <laughs> Big one. <laughs> Nobody could tell everybody about it, really. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah no one will, will tell no one about it. Yeah, that too. Yeah, no one will hear about it. Yeah. yeah. Can, you have a few moments we can write together. Do it. <laughs> I'm working on something. I don't know if I mentioned it. Uh, you know, do a Skype and a, uh, Skype and a type. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Kate will figure out what type we are while we're scrapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the virtue of the five is non-attachment. No. Is that right? Yeah. But this is just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh-huh. All right. Sure. Hi, Jack. Hi. Uh, I didn't want to forget my question. So, um, I have a couple of questions. The first one um, has to do with. Um, um, sorry, I'm a little bit afraid. Um, it's all right. Just breathe. Let it be there. That's fine. to do with, I'm not sure how to phrase the question, but I'm looking for guidance. Um, you know, it's about nightmares. Um, I have a symbol that I have as a nightmare, as a, as a warning tree. It's never failed me. And it would be uh, snakes. If I dream of snakes, it means something terrible is going to happen, and it has never failed. Terrible in life, in life, physical mm. life. It's something traumatic, something uh, very difficult. Mm. And I, um, I don't know why I want to cry. <laughs> it's all right.
and um, I haven't had a lot of these dreams with snakes, but the few times I've had them, they were like uh, intensely traumatic. And uh, I would have the dream before the event, and then the event would happen later on. So about a week ago, I had one of those dreams. I was working with someone we were going into some woods and the person said, let's go and see the animals. The, it was like some kind of safari. We were walking and on the way I saw like um, a skin of a snake. The skin looked alive, but the snake didn't seem to be inside the skin. You know how dreams go. Uh -huh. And then it actually resembled the Vietnamese cookies. That's how it was in the dream, but in the form of a snake. Then... And then we went, I said, this is a snake, but we continued another one and another one. And I said, I can't go to see the animals. We've got to go back. It's too many snakes for me. And on the way back, there was another one, huge one. And then I woke up, but I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. And uh, so I thought about it and I said, you know, you've develop the capacity to be present with what is, which is really true to be here. But for some reason, this dream really, it was very hard to be present with that. Uh, I sat up on the bed and I tried to feel the body sensation and but I, then my mind was like, what's going to happen? What What is going to be the form of yes. this warning? And so I would go outside, I say, is, is this going to do with the car, with the family, with mom, you know, like trying to see where is it going yes. to come from. So I think it's like the dream has activated some past trauma, you know, from these events. So I don't know if you have any guidance or suggestions of how, you know, how to deal with something like that, mm. you know. Usually, what's the distance of time in the past between the dream and the traumatic event? Um, that's a good question. I don't remember, um, but I just remember that it happened. I think the most recent one that happened about two years ago, maybe the distance might have been... Um, actually, I found that, that, that when I was dreaming, the event was happening. Ah. And I discovered that maybe a month and a half later, but ah. it was happening during that ah. period, yeah. So... And this time we have a week and nothing has happened? No, yeah, but I live in... It's like, it's, it's amazing because I thought I had developed, um, in a way it's a gift, because I thought I had developed the capacity which is through my nervous system to really be here, um, really for a long period of times, and to, to kind of welcome and sit with what will arise in, inside or outside. But the dream showed me that, wow, this area, you have not integrated that. Mm. Something like that really sent me back, mm. as if I had not it's not true, as if almost as if I had not been in contact with the teachings. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, You know, yes. it really, it's, I, I couldn't say I'm unconscious, 
because I'm unconscious that I'm unconscious. Yes, but, yes. You see, but I am I'm conscious that I I am not able to be conscious with that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It has it has brought some unconscious part to the surface uh -huh. and uh -huh. so strong that I don't know how to deal with that. Uh -huh. So so something bad is going to happen. Can you just accept that? No, I think that's I cannot. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, it's almost worse to know that it's going to happen than just bumping into it. You know, yeah. Mm, there's something to be learned with this one. I think it's valuable, actually. Really, really. Yeah. Look at this opportunity, huh? It's brought up something that you would have missed otherwise. Which is the capacity to. To see that I could not be conscious with that, is that what... Yeah, to see that something is trying to control, something is resisting this piece of information, something does not want to accept that something will happen, something is, you know, trying to, trying to deal with this idea that you don't have control, something doesn't want to surrender to what is, to what can be. I mean, wow, it's wonderful. You've got a whole pot of things here that you can work with. It's wonderful. <coughs> that dream is a great gift. Really. Really. Okay, so that's that's part one, is to see that. And then the second mm. part on the practical level, when it's such a huge piece of, of cement like that. Something is going to happen or something is not going to happen and the dream was just about this, to call your bluff, to play a joke on you. Mm. Okay, so something is going to happen or something is not going to happen. In any moment, something is going to happen or something is not going to happen. Mm. Anyway, so you, you just some, some intuition has been awakened that something is going to happen. It might be accurate and it might not. Would it be a place where, because I, I, I like the question about prayer, that was actually a question I had, but... Mm -hmm. Since she asked it that I took it off my list, but would it be a point like something like this where it would be because I'm very confused about prayer and the will of God because for me this work is about just being a channel for the divine. So the prayer seems to imply, you know, separation and my little will versus, you know, that's why I'm not comfortable with prayer, but mm. I've heard you speak about it, I've heard Adia Shanti speak about it, I have Pamela Wilson, I've heard so many teachers speak about using prayer. But in a case like this where really it seems that I feel par totally paralyzed and something is blocked, would that be a place where perhaps prayer could come back in or why not? Because something has to surrender and accept that you don't have control. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to have control in an area where you don't have control because you don't you weren't given enough information mm -hmm. about it's got to do with your family or your job or your I mean you don't know. Mm -hmm. So you don't have enough information to take any action at all. Mm -hmm. You see? So, so it's, in a way, it's just showing you how little power you have. Mm -hmm. But you're fighting that. You're resisting yes. that. Yes. You want more power. Like, show me how to deal with this. And it's like, no, fall under it. Surrender even more. It's a not my will but thine. Whatever you want to take, whatever you want to do, off you go. Take it. If, if this path is about the divine working through you, if that's what it is for you, 
mm, what are you going to do? Like say, well, sorry, Divine, now you shouldn't have told me before you were going to do something nasty. I don't want to do this, so give me, you know, and it's like, what, what are you doing? So the, a prayer wouldn't be God take it away, I mean, Divine take it away from me. It would be a prayer like, um, um, you won't have anything. Yeah, help me surrender and accept yes. that would be yes. the, the right I mean yes quote unquote, indeed right. yes. it would you won't learn anything from take this away because no, no, that's, that's, that's what I didn't want to do yeah. no that's yeah. what it's I didn't desire. want to do that's yeah. why I sat with it but I, I wasn't able to sit mm. the way I would sit with something else that yes. wouldn't touch something yes yeah, so it would be help me surrender yes because yeah. you're being brought to the place of feeling powerless mm -hmm. it's like yeah welcome powerlessness welcome it yeah. Because truly, I mean, mm -hmm. we're, we're puppets. We're, we're just puppets, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Just puppets. Life is just doing it all, you know? Energy is just doing it all. Like, we're just puppets. Yeah, that feels, that resonates with me, this prayer about, you know, help me welcome. Yeah, this. to welcome it and yeah. to surrender yeah. to, yeah. you know, and, and let me be all right about having no power. No power. In I whatever don't have this, power. Whatever this dream of snakes was yeah. about, let me That's it. welcome that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's actually beautiful look, being looked at it this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my second question um, was a little bit. Um, is this me? Um, was a little bit. Um, the same, a little bit different. Um, it's something I struggle with. Um, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm able to sit much more with many more things. And when I sit, whether it's sitting in a chair or even during the day, the capacity to open inside in the body is, um, is is in, is increasing in okay. the nervous system. Okay. So, but there is, and then in some areas, I'm starting to notice the dream of separation becoming a little bit less. Okay. But there is an area where the dream of separation is very very strong, and. Um, Thank you. Sorry, I have to take a minute. That's all right. Take your time, yeah. There's a story that runs when I speak in public like this, that you should go fast, get to the point, you're taking people's time. And so, um, but anyway, the story of separation is the, the separation is very strong in one area that has to do sometimes with forgiveness, uh, area where 
there's been deep wounding. And in that area, it's um, it's very difficult to dissolve. This, I mean, to the subversion is very vibrant. Mm. And um, one example, I, I want to give an example so that you can help me better. Has to do, for example. Um, It's a little bit emotional. be able to say words. Okay. But I want to say the words. All right. Is one area where I'm struggling is forgiving my, my ex-husband. He was a very cruel man. And, and and I have a hard time not seeing see him. I see him. I see the separation. It's like there's no oneness there. And sometimes I'm able. It's it's diminishing a little bit. Sometimes to to hurt. Is is so still so deep, and and intellectually, I I understand the dynamics, but on a, on a bodily level. It, it's not, not there. So intellectually, I, I understand that he isn't, it's, it's more than intellectually. I, some part of me understands that he was just a replay of, of my past, of my childhood. Yeah. And he came, it's, it's clear that there was this attraction to heal the past, the childhood, and and he was instrumental into bringing me to this work, because had it not been for the level of suffering that I went through, I would not have been so motivated. Yes. So he was, in a way, they're saying that he was my goal. Yes. 
But at the same time, because of the culture as well, that uh, marriage is very, was very important and that a woman has to be married to be something even though the signs were there from the even from the dating period, I stayed in it and gave it my 150% total unconditional love. And the more I gave, the more I was abused. And today, part of the sadness and the anger and uh, struggling is to say. Why, why did I put myself through so much cruelty? Okay. And why did he allow that? So the, 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 there's no, the, the dream of illusion is very alive in that area. Yeah. And I'm not able to come take a step back. And as you can tell, it's creating suffering. So in these other areas, I'm progressing. Mm -hmm. But one area where there's still a, a lot of unconsciousness, if you want, and inability to realize my true identity is in that area. It's holding me back yes. hostage. Yes. I know I'm a little bit ashamed to share this here, but I really wanted to take advantage of yeah, your presence. And to expose it. To expose it's good it. For you to, and to, to yeah. it's shameful for me to say this in front of everybody. But I, the desire to be more at peace with it yes. is so strong that I said, I have to have the courage to yes. tell you that. And so I, I hope you're going to give me some clues of, I don't know, help yeah. me somehow. I, I just want to be able to realize the intellectual understanding more into my real bodily experience. Yes. It has not translated to that yes. level yet. Yes. yes. You understand? I do. I do. <clears throat> Have you gone through a phase of feeling anger towards him? Yeah, I, I did anger. There's still some, I think. Yes. And also a lot of grief. Um, yes. Um, a lot of grief rituals and Grieving sometimes two three days nothing but grieving it, it, that helps yes then I go it it, it it feels better yes and then um, in my culture there are some grieving periods you just grieve and grieve and you just grieve so uh, so I I know how to do that yes but but sometimes. I feel better and then I think I I really have mastered that and it sneaks into the back door and I realize oh there's still a part of it there. Okay. You know, and okay. and I would like to, to be clear about this. Yes. Maybe I'm I'm too impatient, maybe it takes time because it's not just he was just I guess the trigger. But behind him, there's my childhood and maybe even lifetimes. Yes. Yes. So yes. this small 10-year marriage may be the highlight. Yes. The tip of the iceberg of yes. a lot. So maybe I'm 
been to impatient. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. But somehow there is there is a lot of pain, and yes. it the mind says it's it's because of him. Yes, you know. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. Um. All right. There's a lot going on there. Um. <coughs> first of all, give yourself credit for having the courage. For like, okay, this is the experience. Give yourself some credit. No. Um. Not an easy thing to do. Okay. When the suffering is running, like now, when you when you when you feel it in your body, you feel that pain. What story is there? Is it like poor me or I shouldn't be treated like that? Or what, what sentences run when that suffering is very active? There is a, a poor me and and I forgot to say the the, the I, I was able to get to one layer with by going within. The layer I was able to get to was that the reason why it hurts so much is because I associated him unconsciously to the source of love, to God, to the divine self. So for me, he was my God. So love comes from him. Yeah. And if I don't get it from him, which is what he used to tell me, you are not lovable and worthy of love. So for me, it's like my own survival is not even justified on the planet. Yes. Do which is what I heard as a child, of course. Yes. Which is why, why, why I could, yes. I could, it could resonate with yes. me. Yes. Yeah. Do you believe that what she said, those sentences, do you believe that that's true? Intellectually, I know it's not true, but on a bodily level, again, because it happened at such a young age, you know, you're talking nervous system, you're talking... So, it, the body for it, the body holds it as kind of being true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I cannot lie to you, yeah, because these experiences happened before I could rationalize yes. things. Yes. So, he's talking to me as an adult, but he's actually talking to the kid. Sure. You see? You stayed in the kid mode there. Yeah, I am I am in that kid mode yeah. and the kid is, is struggling there. Yes. There's enough awareness to see that it's the kid. Yes. But not enough awareness to bring light to it. Yes. As and to I don't know how to explain. I'm still the kid. Yes. I see I'm the kid, but I can't bring the kid to adulthood. Okay. And is there a woman who sees the kid, or is it all a kid? Right now, there's a woman that sees the kid, but it's a little bit merged, but not too much. But at times, sometimes, it's just a kid. But, but because of the momentum of practice, when it's the kid, I know, oh, it looks like I'm in the kid now, I need to sit down. So I'm, I'm able to do a little bit of distancing, but not enough to cut the suffering. Okay, okay. Tell me about the woman. 
she feels powerless, I think. Um, this is where we start. Because the quality of the kid is bleeding into the woman. The, when, I, when I look at your karma, when I look at the, the line of this suffering, it's about, it's about a woman finding her power. That's actually what this is about. Mm-hmm. That's a journey in itself. But, but the focus isn't really on healing the kid. The focus is on establishing this woman. That's a much faster and more thorough. That's actually what this is about. It's about you finding a, a very powerful woman. And, and claiming that and healing the kid from the position of a woman of power, becoming the manager of, of healing this inner child. You've you got to focus on being this woman. That's your karmic path. I can, it's an energetic thing, it's just appearing right here, like it's very clear. Okay, here's what I can, what, what I can see is. is, is is power from way back, right? And power someplace that was abused. And that's fine because that's that's how somebody gets to know power. Is they usually abuse it at some point and, and then they you know and then they kind of oh they come to terms of power power is in a healthy relationship. And so from some lifetime of, of abusing power um if something there was some punishment. Something happened and where you saw that oh my god uh, I've, I've done awful things because I got caught up in power. And as a result, what churned out of it was I will never again put myself in a position of having any power. And that is what's motivated quite a bit of time of, of being powerless, of being stripped, 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 stripped. There, there is an underlying fear of your own power. That's, it's very old. It's very old, just an underlying fear of it. But it's like... It's like power was there, power was abused, that's fine, that's normal, that's normal. And then power was stripped and there's powerlessness. And it's like, okay, actually, if you can rise out of this, you will so have a mature relationship with power, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. It'll just be clear what, what power is, but there'll be a fear of power. That's what you'll have to deal with, is you'll have a fear of power, of being powerful. And it's like, whoa, no, because power can hurt, power can hurt. And it's like, yeah, that was the lesson. Took you a while to learn it, but you learned it. Okay, the fact that you're on this phase shows me that you're not going to do this again. Actually, you're not going to end up in an abusive thing again. It's it's just that's done. It's done. It's the next phase. Thankfully, you know it's a tough one, right? So you've been whoop. It's okay. It's okay. We're coming up for air now. The most important focus for you is to develop this this kind of powerful, strong. It's it's like a healthy warrior. That's, that's the image, really, is like of being a healthy warrior, where there is no abuse of power, but a healthy relationship with power. <coughs> that's your work. From there, you deal with the child. If you come from the child towards the adult, you'll be in this loop forever. It's the other way around. Embracing the, the, the warrior woman, the strong, powerful woman who doesn't abuse power. That's your job. That's your position. You align yourself when you sit in the morning or whatever you do, whether it's in the shower, whatever it is. It's like, okay, come on, find her. Where is she? Where is she? And some days you'll find her and some days you'll end up crying because you can't find her. You know? And say, come on, come on, show me, show me this part of having a healthy relationship with power. Come on. 
rise up. And it's like finding your own autonomy. You know, something's karma. You're working out something huge from karma. It's like you're just coming to the point of being able to balance it. You've, you've paid the debt. It's just a huge karmic thing. That's been your, it's been your thing for eons. Eons, you know. This battle with power. But here's your chance. You actually, you're, you're in a very healthy place. You don't need to dance in again. You can dance in again if you want, but actually you learn nothing new. It'll just be more of the same. It'll be, oh my God, I did it again. Mm -hmm. It'll be one of those learnings. You actually won't learn anything new, you know? So, yeah, that, that resonates because that's what I felt. I, I really wanted to get to the bottom of this. So this, this woman of power, um, concretely, practically, how do, how do I find her? Is it, can you? It's, I think you'll find it energetically. It's like finding your core. Even if, you, if you're interested in doing Pilates or some kind of an exercise that develops your core, that would be really good because that will enable your body to mirror what we're talking about because this is, resonates so physically with you. You know, you know, you talk about the intellect and you talk about your physical. You know, the physical feels something else. It's like, hold on, if you develop core strength, you, you'll, be, you'll be supporting the body to, to, to be with this. Do you know? I, I don't know what practices develop core strength, but it would be really good because it will energetically make you find, yeah, yeah, there, there is a core strength here. So that physiologically will match up with what we're doing. So it's an energetic thing of like, of, of, yeah, okay, I'm a force to be reckoned with, you know? This, you got to kind of align yourself with something. It, it's with yourself and it's with the positive attributes of power. That's what it is. It's all within you. All of it is within you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a state of mind. You have a physical aspect that you can look into. And it's your intent. Mm -hmm. You know? And let the maturation come. But the maturation will only come from focusing on her. From allowing her to be, to, to, to be present. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like if you don't do that, the karma is going to be the aroma that follows you around. It could be like carrying a dead something, dead animal with you, do you know? Dragging it. It's like it's dead. And sure, there's shock, you know, because, because the, the man that, that was the source of love, there's a huge shock element when actually that becomes the source of abuse. But you can be sure there was a role play here. The woman who was the source of love was the woman who abused power. I mean... Mm. You, it's, just, it's just the game of, of the illusion. Mm. You've just been given the flip side of what it was like. That's all. Mm. That's all. But don't go into, oh, I deserved it, I deserved it. I said, that's mm. not it at all. Mm. This is just karma. This is mm. just karma. That's all it is. It works out like this and it's balanced. It's balanced. You're at the good end of it. So the, to take me back to my original question of the separation by the woman feeling her power... Mm. Is that going to heal, to, to dissolve the dream of separation? It will dissolve the potency of the story that's keeping separation alive. Okay. You've got to turn down the volume of that suffering inner child and find a way to heal the inner child, make it all okay. It's got to balance itself. That's the thing about karma. It's got to balance itself a bit, you know, to mm -hmm. come to peace. You know, it's just... 
another dualistic game. So by by working on the on the woman, even though it's 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 not pure presence, the woman is more the personality, right? Yeah, it's like an energetic realignment. Mm. It's an energetic thing. Um, uh, I mean, we could say things like, you know, your mind is going to focus on, on all kinds of negative stuff unless you find a solid anchor. But this actually will be, this is the fastest one because it, it wraps up. We can do non-duality, we can do outside beyond all of it, but actually the inner child is just going to be sitting there in, in, in tears. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not going to go away because it's too potent, it's too alive. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the cut into the suffering is too deep. So we've work to do. Yeah. So, so mind might try to dismiss, no, 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 just creating another persona isn't it at all. It's like, actually, this is the fastest way to wrap up the karma. Let's just mm -hmm. do this piece. And, and then when it's done, you'll be in a different space. Just do, give yourself this piece, you know? I wouldn't work towards forgiving him. I'd work towards thanking him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to be forgiven at all. It's not, about, it's not, a, it's not a trip in forgiveness. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it'll be gratitude. As distance comes, you'll see, wow, that was an interesting one. I learned a lot there. Yeah, because I see I have glimpses of that. Very, it's very clear that he was, uh, he was my guru, yeah. It's very clear that yeah. piece, but it's not always integrated. Yeah. Sure. So, so what you are saying is that sometimes we have to dabble a little bit in the phenomenal yes. to, to heal the, yes. the, the non-dual versus starting at the non-dual yes. to get to the... Sometimes it's faster yes. to start at the phenomenal level. Yes. And in my case, that, that's faster. That that's way. faster. That's yeah. faster. Otherwise, there'd be denial of something. Denial of something. That's the yeah. way that I will integrate yeah. and by recognize. Yeah. Because the woman felt like this is... I'm too much lost in the eye with yeah. the woman, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. more than just a woman, you know? Yeah. But what you are saying is in my particular case... I need to yes. acknowledge the woman yes. to be able to, yes. you know, so that's yes. a stepping stone. That's if right. I don't acknowledge the woman, the foundation is not there that's right. to get to there. Yes, because But in some cases, you can start from here. Correct. Here. But in Correct. my case, it's from here to exactly. here. Okay. Exactly. It is exactly okay. that. Yeah. Because there is destiny of the body-mind. Yeah. There is a destiny and, and it's like, okay, come on, let's, let's tidy up this and only, only, only do what's absolutely on your destiny Yeah. to write this karmic thing. Let's just get it done. Done. Okay. Yeah. And if seeing the truth happens in the middle of it or at the end of it, it doesn't matter. But that piece of destiny has to happen. Yeah. So is that what you were saying in one of the last interviews of yours, yours that's on YouTube where you said to the guy when he was interviewing you that sometimes you like to work with people before they become awakened or teachers or whatever because it, otherwise it's too late and the gentleman, remember that question? I do. And he asked you, but why is it too late? It was hard to understand because the recording was a little bit uh, yeah. difficult at that time. But I think, is that what you are kind of explaining that for yes. some people, if the if they awaken and some of that other stuff hasn't happened, it's difficult yes. then... Yes. To yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's no. it's very difficult afterwards, mm -hmm. and 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 it's very difficult afterwards because there's no motivation. There's no I who's doing it. You know that there is no benefit in in doing any of this work. It's like, but you're, the equanimity is there, you know, mm -hmm. and and but at the same time, there's concepts that need to be seen through, but there's no motivation to see through them. Do you see? Mm -hmm. But if this pattern of tidying up of good housekeeping is well in place mm -hmm. and, and the, the, the necessary experiences that need to be had are done, 
it's much cleaner. It's mm. much cleaner. It's like it's very light. Whatever's left is very light. Mm. It's very light, mm. you know? Yeah. You know? Okay. Thank you. So uh, thank him. Yeah. Work on the powerful woman. Yes. Um, don't worry about going up there and awakening. Just worry about <coughs> what's down here for yes. me in my particular case. Yes. This way I can close the karmic yes. the karmic loop. Yes. And then by taking care of the powerful woman, finding her both in my mind and in my body at an energetic level, um, it will help to dissolve the story. Yes. In my particular case, the story cannot, I cannot just say, this is just a story. In my particular case, I have to help the story dissolve. Yes. So there are some cases yes. where you can just say to somebody, because I've heard it, you say to some people, it's just a story. But yes. in my case, that would no, work. No, it's, it's presenting as real. It's, it's too real. real. It's too real. Yeah. So the story has to actually be dissolved. It has to play out. To play out. Yeah, it's like yeah. it dips down into the depth of presenting as real. Yeah. And it's coming up and it's like, come on, let's help it to come up. Yeah. You know, so that it gets thinner. Yeah, so the approach to everybody is not always it's not always so simple as to say, oh, well, it's just the story, get out of the story. Because that's what was probably perpetuating the suffering. I was trying to see it as a story yes. when it was actually so perpetuating suffering. Yeah. In my that case, way. I must recognize it's a story and I must help the story dissolve. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's You've very got it. different from other people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the style, you know, it's like there's an individual response everywhere, you know, yeah. it really is because everybody's, it's just different, you know, yeah. it's just, it, everybody's path is different and the yeah. fastest yeah. way is, it's not the same way for everybody, it's just not, yeah. it's just not, you know. Mm. Thank you. Can I give you a hug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Thank you so much. On uh, last, uh, last Thursday, I had uh, dinner with a guy friend and we had a great time. And, um, and then after the dinner, I, I went to the uh, uh, meditation place and get caught in a desire thought of thinking inviting some female acquaintance to, to the, you know, satsang. And at the dinner, we would, I was sharing with him my child, you know, how it's easy to see, you know, how, you know, from identification get caught and then how to observe and how all that. Interesting that when I got caught in that, I, it's like it never happened, the conversation about, you know, the child's <laughs> of how you get out of that, you know, identification grasp. <laughs> it's like totally yeah. amnesia, you know. Total amnesia, yeah, you're in there. Yeah, and... It took me like almost an hour wow. in that struggle. Yeah, yeah. To eventually, <gasps> exactly, to, to even see that. Wait a minute. Nobody know about that story except me. Except you. And, yeah. and, and I'm just cooking, you know, I'm just like, you know, painting the, all of that. 
Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and then, with that sense of peace or whatever you call, and then I'm like, oh my God, I was in a very, I must be in that natural state of mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, but the thing is, you don't recognize it until you lost it or something, right? Until you do yes. that yes. contraction. You don't recognize it until you're back in your eye story, the something yeah. place. And then, oh my God, you know, yeah. okay, open, you know, back. Yeah. And I guess recently when that happened, it, it enforced that recognition of desire, really suffering. Uh. Because, you know, that's still something new for the mind to learn, you know. It's, the story is like a good thing to have, your know, desire, you know, yes. and try to fulfill it. Yes. Um, recently, I, I had a dream, a short dream that I wouldn't think about sharing, you know, because in the dream <coughs> I, I was threatened because someone come at me and it wasn't clear who would come in at me, but it either my son or my, my kid brother, you know, one of mm. those. I couldn't tell who, mm. but they come in at me and I was like, I was with a Chinese word that like a hook. Oh yeah, you know, mm. and we're like, I was like hooking them and, and you know pull to cut, you know, like on the chest or whatever. Mm. In the dream, because in the dream I don't have that, you know, awareness like when I'm awake. Yes. So that's that's all I could do was like to kill the person. Yes. Or being killed, you know. So I work. I woke up out of that, you know, almost sweat, you know, because of that intense dream. And in a awake state, at this you know this dream state of awake, I wouldn't imagine doing that you know to my son or to my kid brother, but in the dream, mm-hmm. something would threaten, mm-hmm. and I have to survive you know mm-hmm. whatever that is, mm-hmm. I have to survive. Mm-hmm. And to interpret that dream, I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's basic instinct, no? You know, there's a basic human instinct that's that's there all the time, you know? It gets switched off if you're in samadhi or some kind of deep meditation. I mean, the house could blow up and really... You know, it just... The body wouldn't move. But But in the... You know, in the waking state, of course, there's going to be basic instinct that the body will protect itself. It's just natural. Yeah, in the dream it was so intense and yeah. it seemed like no time to think. Sure. Either be killed or, you know, yeah. to kill the, you know, yeah. the, yeah. the threat. Yes, yes, yes. That's just basic instinct. Leave space for that. That's okay. Do you, yes, have, do, you, do you have an idea that you should never attack somebody or is it based on some kind of thinking that that's not okay? No, it's more like a... What could that represent? You uh. know. Um, we talk about that addiction that I have, you know, that strong mm. addiction, mm. and I was like, maybe, maybe that's threat to that, to the addiction that it could kill. You know, it could do whatever to protect itself. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's too. Uh, it's not coming up clear enough for me. I don't know. Okay, so it yeah. could be just pure uh, survival. It could be just survival. 
could be just survivor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Sure. We've got a few minutes. Anybody else? So I keep going back to uh, yesterday with my sister when I felt really defensive. She's telling me I shouldn't move so far away. Um, so I'm... You know, I'm curious in this defended persona. Yes. yes. You know, I feel criticized and, you know, shouldn't move to Hawaii. And it's like, you know, so I would like to be open. Like, my sister can have an opinion. Yes, she so can what? have an opinion, exactly. But I'd like to be more open. I feel so, you know, like there's an identity, there's something I'm needing to protect. Yes, yes. Yeah, families are the places that'll do that for you. You know, they'll always press your button, your kids, your siblings, your, your closest family are going to see the raw side of you, you know, because that's... How we survive as kids. So where yeah. is that defendedness? I mean, how, how can I dissolve that? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't serve me. It just... No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you competitive with her? Uh, yeah, I guess I feel like my mother favors her. Okay, you'd have to dissolve that. Because if you're defending yourself, then there's already something else underneath it. There must be something that's kind of rooted in separation. There's something there. The defending is a, is a response to something else that's in the relationship, something else, some, something that you haven't seen through. So there must be something that... that and also it's interesting, um, you know, I feel like my mother has an expectation, and then I look, well, she didn't take care of her parents. She didn't do anything for her parents. So where is this expectation on me? It feels really unfair. And I said that to my sister. She goes, well, that's an interesting perspective. And then I'm like, well, that has nothing to do with it, really. But that's what I come up with. You know? <laughs> no, I, I, are you going to punish your mother for, by not looking yeah. after her because she didn't look after her right, parents? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, okay, there's well, an like, interesting loop. Yeah, well, not, yeah, well, it's like, why are you having this expectation on me? Like, like actions speak louder than words, you know? Yes, like, but can't... What, so people have expectations of you. What's that yeah. got to do with you? That's their expectations, their thoughts. Yeah. What's it got to do with you? I take it on. I take it on as meaningful. I wonder do you take it on because it gives you some sense of direction rather than actually completely responding to the natural pull within you? Well, I think it's coming from the desire to be loved and uh, and people pleasing and yeah, yeah. But why does that have more value than 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 just yeah, following your well, own pull? It's feeling needy and this whole wanting to be loved issue. Yeah, yeah. Not feeling whole and complete. Looking outside of myself. Yeah. Is there a risk in following your own gut? No, I feel like I do that. Okay. It's just, um, 
And if it's approved of or disapproved of, is it same, same? Well, no, I prefer to be approved of. Does it give but you more I confidence? Still... Does it, does it, is it just a preference or does it actually give you more confidence? Are you okay going I mean, against it... the grain? Yeah, but I prefer to feel supported. I don't feel supported by my family. Okay. But I do, I go against the grain, but I have a preference okay. that they understand me more, but they don't. No. And I don't feel like explaining it. I don't feel like I can explain it. So actually. stop expecting the support then. If something yeah. is, not, is not volunteering the investment in securing the support, yeah. you're not buying into it automatically. So, I mean, the support isn't going to come because being supported in that way is playing a game. So you've it's already stopped playing the game. Dropping the preferences. Yeah. Stop expecting the support. The support can't come unless you play the game. You can't. And so like defending yourself with your sister, you're playing the game. You're defending yourself so that she'll, you know, she'll meet you halfway or you'll find some place to understand each other. You're doing it there. Okay, so when I feel criticized. Yeah. And then I feel... A, an energetic, like a barrier. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Just be curious about it and go, oh. So, well, there's that now. There's that criticism. All right, I'm not going to absorb it. We'll just let it out there now. Just let it out there. Let it be. If you dance with that, you see, you're caught. No matter what way you dance with it, you're caught. You're in there, you know, and then there's me and you, you know, doing a dance with it. You can't win with that one. If criticism is coming, let it go. People are entitled to their opinion. And expect no support. The support has to, you know, there's no support coming. So what? Accept it. Don't run an expectation. You really don't need their support. Really you don't. No, you don't really. Desire. Yeah. Desire. Sure, it'd be lovely if it was there, but you know what? It doesn't make any difference, actually. Really doesn't. It would just be like frosting on top, but you know, the substance of what you need is present. It's all right. You know, I, feel, mm. I just feel like, <laughs> you know, like I'm wired. I always feel sort of jolted and shocked. And I just mm. feel like I'm, and this could be total bullshit, but like I'm wired for more harmony than what I'm experiencing. And I'm always like a little like yeah. shaken, like <coughs> yeah. I'm taken off guard and like, it, um, yeah. but that's just what's showing up. Yeah, that's just what's showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Balance it yourself with harmony in your own life. As long as... If you know your system needs harmony, and it does, everybody responds well with some harmony, because it's just smoother on the energy field. The whole thing is just you know, more I fluid. The whole, uh, you know, draw to Hawaii. I just feel it's so har it's harmonious. harmonious right? Perfect. There. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For this body. Yeah, perfect. But, but you create a lifestyle for you that's harmonious. But there's going to be disharmony all the time. There's going to be. That's life. There's energy clashes all the time, you know? Yeah. It's going to be. So, what are you going to do about that? 
Actually, it ended, you know, fairly well. So yeah, 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 yeah. It feels so like it it's diffusing. Yeah, it's, it's diffusing. Yeah, it's definitely. It's diffusing. Yeah. Stop yeah. expecting support though, because that's madness. I mean, yeah. that's going nowhere for you. You know, and you break the habit of of defending yourself the sooner that you see it. Even if you're in the middle of defending yourself, you're like, I'm defending myself, just stop it. You said, you know what? I hear your opinion. And really, it's just different to mine, and that's it. You know, just diffuse your end. And if she gets really angry, that's her. Let, let her have her opinion. She's entitled well, to it. It comes up in me. It's mm. an, it feels like an energetic protective. So what am uh, I protecting? Yeah. yeah. That's the question. It's just a bad habit. That's a bad habit. That's all it is. You know, comes from families. Single children rarely have that. Rarely have it. They don't need to defend and fight their corner and have their voice heard in a, in a family with other siblings, you know? Is it any more important than a bad habit? I don't think so, can I? I really don't think so. You know? Just, that's what just comes up out of, out of finding your position in a family, finding your position, you know, so that you've got your say, so that you get what you're entitled to, you get your share of it. It's like, you know, we start doing that the very other, small, yeah, very yeah, young. Yeah, the other thing I just want to say, my parents fought a lot, and I'd even leave the dinner table and not finish dinner, and so I think that there was so much, you know, I didn't feel seen or heard because they were so involved with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a learned habit. But it's fine, you know? You can just see it and it's like, yep, that's that old pattern. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah, sure. Are people still awake? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, let's take a breather. <laughs>